Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I hope you're doing well. We are. Of course, the Danettes with load management demanded a week off, so I gave it to them. (laughs) I wanted to work. They didn't. Best and worst of the weekend. You have your chance to be part of the program. 877-3DP-SHOW. What's wrong, Todd? So you acquiesced to give us a... Yes, I did. That was nice of you to do that. And I also gave in. Recharged the batteries. Yes, Eaton. One of the storylines that happened over the weekend or over the week while we were gone Mm. is people started talking about nationally how a four-day work week actually makes people more productive. Mm. I just thought that was interesting timing. Okay. A four-day work week. Are you pitching a four-day work week here? I'm not against it. But then the show has to be longer. So what, we do four hours, four days a week? Uh, yeah. That would actually give people an extra hour of yeah. content a week. Yeah. I would just have to let our nearly 400 radio stations yeah. know and our streaming partner, Peacock, that we're not going to work. Well, you have to work on Friday because well, we do meet Friday. You know, meet Thursday sounds nice. And then that actually <laughs> gives uh, our sales team, it's called Figure It Out Friday. Oh. They got to figure it out oh, on Friday. Okay. But you just sell it, though. Okay. Yeah, Paul. Are you officially throwing it out there? No. No, no, no. I, I'm <laughs> it just, seems like you just did. No, we tend to workshop things. We don't discuss anything. We workshop it here on the on the radio. But figure it out Friday. Everyone's listening. The bosses, the affiliates. I, I just threw it out there. I'm following up with Seton. You know, being inquisitive, being a good interviewer, I'm curious, you know, what he was thinking there. We're actually giving the audience more, more. by oh. working one day less. All right. All right. I'll run that up the flagpole. I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> All right. All righty. Stat of the day brought to you as always by <laughs> Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We're the only show that takes a vacation and then talks about taking more vacation. <laughs> we'll have a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. Big news a little bit later on this week with... Tailgate moonshine, I'll let you know. Got a new flavor, salted caramel. Got another flavor coming up, probably in April. We got all kinds of things going on with this. Another flavor going on in the summer. No, you can't do three. And then one in the fall. No, no, no. Yes, going to have that for you. We'll give you all the details. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter, and uh, we recap the show every single day. Comes out at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. This program brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz SUV family. You can come in and take a test drive. Takes no time at all to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. As we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you like, didn't like, operator Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Damian Lillard dropped 71 on the Rockets last night. Lakers had a big comeback against the Mavs, down 27, came back. Uh, The new baseball pitch hit time rules certainly are interesting. We'll have more on that coming up in a moment. Uh, The Athletic did a deep dive on uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, and uh, when he was leaving there, uh, he wanted to, uh, according to the article, have... Pete Carroll and John Schneider, the GM, fired, and uh, Russ's camp has denied that. And uh, the commanders are taking bids, but apparently Daniel Snyder is not going to allow the richest man in the world to place a bid. And uh, the, the reporting, national reporting, is that he is blocking Jeff Bezos from making a bid, which 
Daniel Snyder, I guess, would rather have less money but ensure that Jeff Bezos, who owns the Washington Post, and the Washington Post has done a lot of exposés on the Washington commanders down through the years. So Daniel Snyder, I didn't know that he had the authority to tell the NFL because you still have to be approved. If, if, if you're able to place a bid, is everybody cleared before they make a bid? That's what I'm curious about. Because you can make a bid, but Jeff Bezos can't, even though you could make more money from him. But, you know, I, I guess everybody's got to be screened here before they go, okay, now you can place a bid. Yeah, Paul. So there's something that Jeff Bezos can't afford or can't get. He can afford. He can afford, but he cannot obtain. Yes. That this might be the only thing in the world he can't buy. Uh, if you think about it, because anything else he could just outbid, I would think. Yeah. Only the NFL can <laughs> the the richest guy not get a team. I know that is an interesting way to say that he can afford it, but he can't buy it. Yeah. And if I'm an NFL owner, I want Jeff Bezos as an owner because now he's going to improve the value of my team, my franchise. Let's say he spends seven and a half billion. Some of the bids are around five and a half billion. So if he goes up to seven and a half billion, every other owner is going to go yes. So if I'm, you know, the owners, I guess I don't know how you go not behind Daniel Snyder's back, but say to the commissioner, hey, we want to increase the value of our teams. He's going to not sell it to Jeff Bezos because he has this grudge. He's not going to be with the NFL anymore. Yeah, Paul. Jeff Bezos, or what, Dan Snyder's going to find a horse's head in his next Amazon Prime mm. delivery. Old school. Mm. Uh, all right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. We got a poll question here. We get ready for the combine and the draft buildup. What are the Bears doing at the top of the draft? There was a report this morning the Bears likely to trade the number one pick overall. I would disagree. I would trade Justin Fields. And I would draft me the quarterback I think is going to lead me. I'd get on that rookie contract there. I don't know if everybody's all in on Justin Fields. Just letting you know, talk to an NFL scout, and he didn't give a great review of Justin Fields. Said, you know, great athlete. They always want to say, well, he doesn't have a great offensive line or wide receivers, which is true, but I was told he's not the long-term answer in Chicago. Wonderful athlete, great runner, but he's going to be injured and he's not, he doesn't have the other things that you want if you're going to say, that's my franchise quarterback. Now, this is for, you know, from a scout, NFL scout saying that. And said, I said, would you trade Justin Fields or the number one pick? He said, I would trade Justin Fields in a second, and I would take uh, Brian Young or uh, Bryce Young. He goes, I wouldn't even think about it. it be, Bryce Young is special. Justin Fields is not, as far as a quarterback goes. That's this according to an NFL scout. But, you know, Justin Fields is a wonderful runner. That's not what you want to hear with your quarterback. Hey, how's your quarterback? Hey, great runner. Okay. And the other thing that I've been talking about, it feels like for two years now, is the Lamar Jackson situation with the Ravens. It is quirky. It is strange. And, and you know, now... There's so much information that goes on. So somebody leaks you something, what is the agenda? Somebody leaks information to Stephen A. Smith, and he says, hey, Lamar Jackson, I'm told, doesn't want a guaranteed contract. Well, I was told otherwise. He wants a guaranteed contract. I, why wouldn't you want a guaranteed contract? Kirk, Kirk Cousins started all of this. Everybody's going, if Kirk Cousins get a guaranteed contract, I should. Well, the guarantee they're giving Lamar Jackson or he wants is a whole lot different than Kirk Cousins. $230 million. Well, here's the, there's so many problems attached to this. The owners were mad, from what I'm told, at the Browns for giving Deshaun, uh, 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 Deshaun Watson the uh, guaranteed contract. Because it was $230 million, and now all of a sudden it's more expensive to uh, you know, re-sign your franchise quarterback. So the Ravens can't go, well, you know, we criticize this. Uh, here's $230 million for Lamar Jackson. So you have that aspect here. Now you're hearing, okay, if you had a problem with Lamar Jackson's style, then move on from him. You drafted him because of the style he plays. Let him play that way. 
It's like Cam Newton. I'm going to draft you. I'm going to play you until you can't play anymore. That that's what you do. You draft Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is not going to be Christian McCaffrey. He's not going to start, you know, tap dancing, you know, not taking on contact. This is who you drafted. You draft them, and that's, you know, you rely on them to play that way. Now, Lamar Jackson, do you want to give him $45 million guaranteed? Okay. He's banged up. Yes! <laughs> that's the offense that you helped. You, you, you put that offense around him. And now, what do you want him to be, a pocket passer? It just feels odd there. Would I pay Lamar Jackson that kind of money? I wouldn't. You know, I, if I can restart, that's the, you know, what am I going to get? Can I get two first-round picks? Can I restart? Are the Ravens going to win anything anytime soon? Could I franchise him? You know, same thing with Daniel Jones. Do I want him for $45 million? And I, I did have somebody with the NFL saying, don't get caught up in this $45 million you bring up all the time because the salary cap is getting bigger. So $45 million, it's you know, going to look like $35 million. I said, that's still a lot of money, $35 million. But if you're going to give him $45 million, are you going to do that and then hold your breath that Lamar Jackson, is he going to play safer, different? It's just odd there. And if I could get two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson and I could get that from the Jets, I would you know, look at that. Because it's all about restarting your franchise. That's really what this comes down to. And if you can do it, if I can financially restart my, my franchise, then I'm going to do that. You know, the Bengals did it the right way. Got Joe Burrow. They restarted their franchise. Yes, yeah, It took the Bengals like a dozen tries to get it right. Yes, though. it did. So that's, I mean, it sounds great where you're like, well, why don't we just get rid of him and get a new quarterback? We'll just do it because getting a new quarterback that's at an MVP level isn't actually that easy. Well, they also got the quarterback. They finally got a quarterback. So you can restart, but who have the Bengals really drafted? You go back to Carson Palmer, and he was a very good quarterback for them, but they've also had some bad draft picks there. Uh, Jamar Chase was a great draft pick. Uh, so... You know, teams have a different way of restarting that franchise here. Uh, you know, what's Seattle do? They draft a quarterback, keep Geno Smith. The Lions, Jared Goff had a wonderful year. Do you draft a quarterback and keep him? So there's a lot of different scenarios. Do the Jets bring in Derek Carr? Did the Jets actually say that Derek Carr would be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he comes to play for the Jets? I think that was the case. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Marv. Does one Super Bowl with the Jets make you a Hall of Famer? Oh, oh, oh saucy. I see what you're doing there. Wow. <laughs> well, it did for <laughs> Joe Namath. I don't think that's happening again. Because uh, Joe Flacco won, you know, won for the Ravens. Granted, that's different. And Joe Flacco, actually a great postseason quarterback. Yeah, Paulie. During his free agent visit to the Jets, Carr reportedly was told by Jets management that he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he comes to New York and wins. Okay, wins what? Wins the Super Bowl. How much? They do have a point, though, because if you do it with the Jets. Okay, do you actually think if Derek Carr went there, played four years there, won one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl? Yes. His, his numbers in his first decade are really high, pretty high-end, shockingly high-end for Derek. You would think Derek Carr. You throw in a Super Bowl with the Jets, mm. he becomes, uh, who does he become? What would you compare that to in another sport? Oh, to come to to go to another team and win. Kurt Schilling was went to the Red Sox, and he did it with the Red Sox, and it put a big spotlight on how great Kurt yeah. Schilling was. He was he had been really good his whole career, but then he does it with the Red Sox, and it kind of put, it should have put him in the Hall of Fame. I, that's the only comparison I could think of. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't think that Derek Carr would be a. They said first ballot Hall of Famer, first ballot. Then that, that's not working, but. Is Derek Carr Hall of Famer if he wins the Well, and it never happened, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, Marv. Come on, relax. The Jets look all right. I, did, I said that, they, you know, you got the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. That's a great start. I get it. But would I be holding out hope for Aaron Rodgers to come there? I, I would rather have Derek Carr for four years 
than Aaron Rodgers for one, maybe two years. Would he be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he won? If Aaron Rodgers? With the Jets? Uh, that would take him up the ladder. It would. Yep. First ballot? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Derek Carr has played 10 seasons. He's, uh, he's got 35,000 yards, 217 touchdowns, and only 99 interceptions, which is pretty good. He's never led the league in anything. He's been to like three pro, four Pro Bowls, if you count those. He's a good quarterback. At times, he can be a great quarterback. Here's one. If Tony Romo led the Cowboys to one Super Bowl, he would, he'd, he'd be flirting with the Hall of Fame. He probably would be. Car, uh, yeah. Carr's stats are similar for his regular season career. But can you pick out a moment? Can you pick out a game? No. Because, you know, these numbers are skewed now where you go, man, that, that's a lot of passing yards or a lot of touchdowns. Okay. Everybody has a lot of passing yards now. So... This offseason with the quarterbacks, uh, you know, who's going to go to the combine? C.J. Stroud, Ohio State's going to go there. He's going to throw. Bryce Young is not. I was told C.J. Stroud doesn't have to impress anybody, throwing-wise. He's the best passer in this draft. And go back to when this season started, when an NFL scout said, the, Anthony Richardson reminded him of Ben Roethlisberger and Dante Culpepper. So... Uh, you're going to have to take a chance. You're going to have to be really patient because while he can take, he can run, I think he had an 80 and an 81-yard touchdown run this year. I don't know if I want that. I mean, I, I like it, but I, I still love, you know, it's a passing game. I just like somebody who can put it on the numbers, get rid of the ball quickly, you know, have a good, good ability to process information in real time, like simple Things that you would you know require from your quarterback. Not he can throw, he can go eighty one yards with it. Yes, Marv. I can't wait until some guy at the combine who had nine sacks in their career takes their shirt off and they're like, "Look, he's a specimen," <laughs> and they just take him super duper high. I can't wait. That's my favorite part of the draft. It's a little creepy. I got to admit, when I watch the combine, it is. It feels. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but it does not look good. The optics are just the awful. underwear. The underwear walk. You mean? It's just not. Yeah. It, it's not good. It's not good. But we've been told that it's so important. And it is important. I'll go back to what I've preached. Getting your hands on, you know, one of these, you know, these players that you want to draft. You get the medicals. You get to interview them. You get to find out more about their personality instead of what you just see on game film. I get all of that. But I think this really helps the player who hasn't been in the spotlight. And you get to hear the name. And, and maybe puts up some nice measurables. <laughs> <laughs> what are your measurables? Uh, if only I was asked that at a bar from a, from a girl. Hi, what's your measurables? Yes, Paul, I've got a great upside. You're not canceling Hand Size Tuesday next no, week. No, I got no, a no, whole no, show. no. I know. I love Hand Size. Hand it's Size also. Tuesday. I love it. Joe Burrow, by the way, smallest hands in the league. And you know who doesn't like Hand Size Tuesday? Marvin. Marvin does not like that. All right. Let me take a break. We're going to uh, talk to uh, a baseball executive. Oh, I didn't even run down the guest list. Uh, you know, I'll come back. Got a great guest list today. But when we come back, we'll talk about some of the baseball rules that uh, are being uh, used in spring training. A lot of fun. And if I'm baseball, any publicity is good publicity. We're talking about the sport. We'll take a break. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. It was great seeing the Traeger Grills, the new Traeger Grills, when we went to the Super Bowl. Because... We don't travel without our Traeger grills. Traeger's Wi-Fi or technology, that's uh, the Traeger app. You're able to set and monitor the temperature on all your phones, and uh, you're able to ensure that the temperature stays right where you need it. So you just monitor. You can be inside. I could be here, and the Traeger grills are you know a couple hundred feet away, and I could monitor what's going on with the grill. Traeger grill, easy to use, versatile, whatever you want to cook. And really, it's all about the all-natural hardwood pellets. That uh, is the fuel for it, the secret ingredient, and it keeps every meal as delicious and flavorful as the last. Rack of ribs, barbecue brisket, some wings. Traeger does all the rest there. Launch the app, let Traeger do the rest. Check out Traeger.com slash DP Show. Start shopping, and remember, make sure you use the promo code DP Show. That will get you free shipping on everything. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. MBUSA.com. We'll settle on a poll question. I'll uh, let you know who's going to be on the show today. We have Morgan Sword, the uh, Major League Baseball Vice President of Baseball Operations, who joins us. That's a very fancy title, Morgan. Thanks for joining us. Let's look at what's happening so far in spring training. Uh, How does baseball look at some of these results, some of these calls, and certainly the controversial one we had over the weekend? Yeah, we're we're thrilled so far. I think we played about 50 games uh, in spring training, and and, uh, games are down about 23 minutes with more offense. And, you know, the reports coming out of camps I was in Arizona this weekend are are really positive. Uh, I think we're, um, you know, we're, we're... just kind of getting through the first couple of days of what's going to be an adjustment period for everybody. You know, the, there's some routines that need to change and a lot we need to do to get ready for opening day, but um, early returns are great. Are we going to see a, a, a clock in every stadium so we can follow along with the pitcher, how long he needs to take and then the hitter to get in the box and, you know, be alert with the pitcher? You will. Yeah. There'll be five timers in each major league ballpark for, uh, that the fans 
in the stadium will be able to see. And then um, the broadcast is going to show the timer on this part of the scorebook. All right. Explain to me from the hitter's perspective when the clock starts. Sure. So it's a clock that's counting down. uh, And where it counts down from depends on whether you're coming out of an inning break or a prior pitch or a different plate appearance. But in normal circumstances, let's say within a plate appearance with nobody on base, that clock's going to start at 15 when the pitcher catches the ball back from the catcher and count down. And by the time the timer gets to eight, the hitter needs to be in the box and what we call alert to the pitcher, basically eyes on the pitcher. Um, uh, and then the pitch need, the pitcher needs to begin his motion by zero. But I'm watching this play that happened over the weekend. The catcher is not even in his crouch. He's, he's standing up and the hitter is maybe not fully addressing the pitcher. He's looking down. Yep. The pitcher couldn't have thrown that Oh, I mean, doesn't the catcher have to be down in his, his stand? I don't. Did they miss this call? No, they made the correct call. Okay. The, the catcher has to be in the box, uh, in, in the what's called the catcher's box, that slot behind home plate where he was, um, and he does not have to be crouched. But um, I think that was a, just a again a transitional confusion for for some of the players. But I think we've cleared it up that uh, hitter's got to be in the box looking at the pitcher with eight, and then we can go um, anytime after that. Uh, what are you hearing? Uh, what are some of the negatives so far? You know, I think that, uh, you know, there's a big group of players, coaches, umpires uh, that are learning a new thing. Um, and, you know, all of these folks got to the big leagues under one set of rules. And and this is a change. Um, you know, there's a big group, obviously, that has some experience with it in the minor leagues and a big group who works fast enough where no adjustment is required. But um, you probably know the names. We've we've got some guys that are going to need to make adjustments and, <laughs> and uh, change their routines, um, and they're doing it. You know, honestly, I I, I got to tell you, I was I was watching um, games this weekend, and it is pretty crazy to watch big leaguers who have been doing something one way for fifteen or twenty years just on a dime. You know, change uh, change their habits, and it's delivering a much more entertaining, well paced game. And you know, we played a game yesterday. I think it had eighteen runs in it. Um, two hours and 58 minutes uh, and you know and you look around the ballpark the fans are there it's 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 packed at the end of the game because uh you know we're, we're hitting something a little closer to what what fans want on the game time is this the nomar garcia power rule <laughs> yeah i don't know that a lot of our younger fans would understand that reference but uh he he certainly is a uh um yeah he's a poster child for uh some of what we're cleaning up. And I, you know what, I, I wanted to come up with this. We're talking to Morgan Sword. He's MLB executive vice president of baseball operations. How about a batting glove where you don't adjust, you can't adjust it? Like it doesn't have that <laughs> strap. You're just locked in because it feels like these guys, you know, got a nervous twitch there and try to get him in, in the batter's box, which I'm fine with. Like I never yeah. knew why we gave them so much airtime where you got to look down, look down, adjust, adjust, look, you know, adjust your cup, and you're ready to go. Yeah. Well, it's obviously not a new issue trying to, you know, move the pace of baseball games along. But, um, you know, I think we this is a first uh, step into actual competitive penalties for not taking, you know, for for moving too slowly. And and it's amazing how quickly it works, right? I mean, in our old systems of sending people letters or asking nicely <laughs> to, to, to play quicker, uh, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't quite as effective. All right. I, I look at baseball as they're being, they're at a crossroads right now. We're looking at every other sport and what they're doing and, uh, you know, how long it takes to play again, you know, all of this stuff. But, you know, no shifts now. Um more offense. Who came up with the idea of the bases being larger? Yeah, that's something we've been testing for a couple of years in the minor leagues. Uh, it's it's primarily um, uh, to address an injury issue, uh, to try to create some more space around the bases so that we reduce collisions and ankles getting that stepped on, that kind of thing. And the players are frankly just a lot bigger today than they were back when we picked 15 inches for uh, for the bases. And in the minor leagues, that worked. You know, injuries were down pretty significantly. But it does have the effect of making the bases slightly closer to one another. So, you know, on the margin this year, you may see a couple more um, ground balls become infield hits. A couple more stolen base attempts become successful because the base runners got just a little um, a little bit of an advantage there. Could I get one of the old bases, Morgan? I'm, can I put it in the man cave? Uh, no, but we've got lots of them. Yeah, you're, you're, you're welcome to uh, have one. <laughs> I'll, I'll come down for the U-Haul and just pick up, uh, pick up some bases. <laughs> Uh, also explain the pickoff move yeah. so people are not surprised come opening day when they were like, wait a minute, 
What's going on here? Sure. Yeah. So uh, we've had a pitch timer in the minor leagues for uh, five or six years, and uh, prior versions of it ultimately were ineffective because the pitchers figured out that you could step off the rubber to reset the timer. And that's the way it used to work, right? That anytime you step off, reset. And the result was games didn't get any shorter and we didn't improve the pace and we didn't sort of um, deliver the kind of game that fans are asking for. So this newer version of it um, limits the number of times a pitcher can do that. So he can step off twice with runners on base without penalty. And he can use that step off to attempt a pickoff. He can just step off and take a breath or whatever he wants. Um, if on the third step off, if you don't record an out, if you don't pick somebody off, um, uh, a block is called and each, each base runner advances one base. And in the minor leagues, um, again, that was a very effective change. I think it, it closed a big loophole that existed in, um, uh, in the regulations, but also it encourages the running game and it delivers an increase in stolen base attempts, which that's probably the play that fans tell us they want to see more of most often in, in baseball. Any other rule changes we need to be aware of? Those are the big ones for um, uh, for for twenty twenty three, and then this will um, this is this is a big a lot of change uh, for a sport that doesn't often make a lot of change. So um, we're uh, um, we've been working hard on this, and we're really excited about it. But you also have last year at spring training where you had you know the electronic signals or the correspondence between pitcher and catcher that went pretty smooth morgan you know i thought maybe we were going to have some kind of espionage you know somebody's you know going to tap into uh you know your signals there uh, any complaints about that from last year i gotta tell you that the pitch comp system has been um uh an incredible tool for us uh, and particularly as this pitch timer is uh, going in i mean you think about now with runner on second base not needing multiple signs and complicated sign systems and enabling a much quicker communication of the uh of the pitch um has been has been awesome and we're actually this spring allowing our pitchers to wear the um the transmitter which actually they can call their own pitches back to the catcher and that's been surprisingly popular i i would have thought there wouldn't be that many pitchers interested in that but um we got quite a few guys um uh, uh, either wearing it on the back of their glove or um, on their belt where they can actually say as they're walking back up to the mound, all right, you know, I'm going four seamer here. And uh, um, it, that on its own has sped up the game. Okay. I do have a problem with this. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a get off my lawn guy. I'm going to let you know. Re- respectfully, I bring this up. Why do we allow umpires to have their own interpretation of a strike zone? Why don't we just have a strike zone, Morgan? You mean why don't we have like a an automated strike a uni- zone? Well, a universal. You know, somebody will give you the corners. Somebody gives you the high strike. Somebody, like, why? Why don't we just have a strike zone? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, we we um, kind of on that metric are the best that baseball's ever been in its history in terms of the consistency and the adherence to you know, the rule book zone, um, you know, our umpires are sort of more accurate every single year than they've ever been. Um, uh, however, you know, I think the, um, you know, the, the, the human being calling balls and strikes back there has been part of the game for 150 years. And, um, and, you know, our recent testing of more automated forms of balls and strikes in the minor leagues has, um, you know, has generated some interesting discussion about, you know, the role of, of the human umpire in, in calling balls and strikes. And honestly, what, what we've heard from a lot of players and coaches is slow down here, guys. Like we, we like having an umpire back there. Like this is not an area where we need to, um, you know, we need to jump to um, and have technology, uh, you know, introduced. So well, I can have the umpire there though, yeah. but, but I can help him frame a strike zone. Why is it when I was in little league, it was armpits to the knees and that's why I struck out so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you've ever stood back there um, and watched major league pitching, but um, what we ask these guys to do in terms of, you know, calling these pitches that are over a hundred miles an hour with movement against a zone that they can't see um, is on the border of human capability. I mean, it, it is so unbelievably difficult and it's remarkable that they're as good, good at it as they are. Um, and, Every year we we seek to get a little better, and and uh, and you know they 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 work hard at it. It matters a lot to them, and um, 
you know, I think we're we're going to keep at it. You're 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 toeing the company line. You did well there. <laughs> you, know, you you shook me off there a little bit, but that's okay. I'll get you the next time. Uh, Morgan, thanks for joining us, and uh, we appreciate your time. Good luck this spring training. All right, Dan. Thanks, man. That's Morgan Sword. He's the uh, MLB Executive Vice President, Baseball Operations. And don't get me started on that runner on second base <laughs> to start extra innings. Ugh. Put him on third. I don't care. Like, what are we doing? Plus, you can speed up a game, but did you make the game better? That's all I want to know. You're speeding it up. I do think that the hitter's, you know, taking forever. Because look, if I'm a hitter, I get my airtime. I get four at-bats, and I'm on camera. I get it. Hey, did you see me? I had my Nike gloves on there. Hey, did you see the uh, shoes I had on there? You know, I, I understand that. But just get them in. Let's play. And uh, the pitcher, pitch, let's go. I'm all for those things. The uh, Dodger manager, I hope, will join us uh, coming up. I don't know. Is, is Dave going to join us today, or is it going to be sometime this week? He may join us in the final hour or perhaps tomorrow. All right. So Dave Roberts, uh, I know we were in contact with him last night. Get his thoughts on uh, how you manage or, you know, trying to get your players to understand how long is eight seconds to get in there and you have to be alert and look at the pitcher. Because that was the problem with the call that happened this weekend. The batter wasn't alert looking at the pitcher. All right. If I'm baseball, any publicity is good publicity. You know, people are talking about this sport. Yes, you so far, though, aside from that one moment in that one game, yeah. it seems to be a huge success. Yeah. If you give me offense, I don't need all strikeouts and all home runs. And uh, if, if we have movement, then that's great. Uh, baseball used to be that way. Then baseball became an all or nothing. And I think that's where you know people lost interest in that. You didn't have to watch a game. All you had to do is watch the highlights. And you would see three or four home runs and somebody maybe, you know, striking out you know, three guys with 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. That's about it. But it used to be there was movement there. Yes, Eden? Cause there are times that, uh, say, like at a minor league baseball game that I've been to where you're sitting there and all of a sudden you're like, dang, it's the sixth inning? No kidding, because it's flying by. And you're like, whoa, we better go grab another beer, you know? If, it's, if there's action in it, yeah. that's what's great. I always go back to when somebody says, oh, that movie, how long is it? Three hours. Three hours. And then you watch it and you go, wow, man, that didn't feel like three hours. And then you watch something that's two hours and you go, <laughs> uh, how long is, how much more time do I got here? I want content in there. I want movement. Mm -hmm. I want strategy. I don't, you know, the strategy is throw it as hard as you can and I'm going to swing as hard as I can. That's not strategy. I don't even need a manager for that. Yeah, Paul. I have a semi-serious baseball beer-related question. So let's say a game finishes 25 minutes quicker in baseball this year, and beer sales usually end at the end of the seventh inning in most places, right? Sixth or seventh. Sixth yeah. or seventh. Okay. Yeah. Would you push back beer sales to a time period? So beers, beers are for sale for two hours, right? And after two hours, they're gone, no matter what inning it is, because mm. now you could still sell beer at the normal time you had before. That's a big concern when you go to the game. But do I want to punish the fans because, let's say, it's two hours and it's the fifth inning? Right. Now, now I'm punishing them to sit through a long game that's probably boring and they can't have beer. Right. Anything that gives more beer, I'm in favor. We didn't bring that up with Mr. Short. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know if he uh, had any jurisdiction over that. He should. Now, Morgan, I want to ask you about the beer. You know, how about a two-hour window? How about happy hours? How about we do that? How about first five innings, happy hour? How about that? You're motivated to get to a game earlier, but beer's cheaper in the first inning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Seaton. There was, uh, you remember when the World Cup was going on and like all hell was breaking yeah. loose because there wasn't going to be beer there? Beer. Um, and there was this one, everybody was going nuts. What? No beer? Da, da. And this one person had tweeted like, I hate to break it to you, but you should be able to watch an entire soccer game without drinking beer. <laughs> and the like raging alcoholic in me was like, what, are, what is wrong with you? How dare you say that? Even though it's true, you should be able to watch a, a baseball game without drinking any beer. Just the thought was like, how dare you, sir? How dare you? What are they going to take away? Hot dogs after that? Come on. <laughs> Cracker Jacks? I mean, you should be able to go three hours without a beer. What? You should. How dare you? I prefer not to. The best shooter in college basketball will join us at the top of the hour. Also, Big Perk, Kendrick Perkins, 
ESPN NBA analyst. We'll uh, talk some basketball. Dame Lillard goes for 71, the oldest player in history to go for 70 uh, or more and uh, at the age of 32. And, of course, it came against the Houston Rockets because if you're going to have a career high, chances are the Houston Rockets are the opposition. Play of the day. Up next, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Covino and Rich Davis. And together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, That's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get you can get unique stickers you can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes there's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with i was always a uh, battleship guy you know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! I gotta play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Now Dame's got it. 145 to play. Bump, drives, runs it up. Yes! 70! 71 for Damian Lillard. Oh, man, I got goosebumps. I got chills. I'm seeing history. Dame is the eighth player in NBA history to score 70 or more. Courtesy of the Blazers Radio Network, and at age 32, Lillard, the first player over that age, to score 70 or more points in an NBA game. That's your play of the day. 
I just learned Discover Credit Cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything. Doubled. Cash back, trips, restaurants, all doubled. How about that? See the terms? Check out uh, the uh, details at discover.com slash match. And in case you're wondering, if you want to get a uh, career high, even a season high, or just a damn good game, circle the Rockets on your calendar. The Rockets (laughs) have allowed 12 players a total of 13 40-point games this year. Klay Thompson did it to them twice. The 13 40-point games allowed by the Rockets, the most in the NBA this season, and the most by an NBA team in a full season, ties the 1965-66 Lakers that allowed 13. Now, I think the Spurs statistically are the worst defensive team. (laughs) How is that possible with Greg Popovich? Imagine another legendary, thought of, of, first battle of the Hall of Famer. Like, imagine if Bill Belichick did this in, uh, in New England, had these kind of seasons, the worst defense in the NFL. Greg Popovich did a wonderful job for the Spurs, but we don't hold him to a, you know, the same standard as we do some of these other coaches. And he is thought of as one of the best coaches in NBA history. Yeah, see? But we also don't hold him to any standards when they're good either because nobody really cares. <laughs> they, they could be the best team in the league, and it's just like, oh, yeah, Spurs. Oh, I know. They're just not. They I don't, know. They I don't know. get any. They just don't rate or something. They okay. just aren't interesting. If I had the Spurs and they played in New York, if that team was the Knicks and the Knicks played in San Antonio, would we would we still care or not care about the Spurs if but, they were winning in the Garden? Of course we would because they're the Knicks. Okay. Yeah, the Knicks being good is gonna, is, okay. is great. All right, so if I put them, um, where where does a, a market where This, well, no, that'd be the Lakers. <laughs> People would care about that too. <laughs> But, you know, Popovich is, this is a bad run. Mm. Name three Spurs. Marvin, you don't count. Yeah, Paul. Danny Green's not there anymore. I don't, I don't know if he is. <laughs> he had a nice little run there. I don't, he might be. He's probably four teams away from is that. Is Jakob Podol still there? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Sean Elliott's there. Yeah. Murray's there. Is that right, uh, Marv? You got... No, he's with the Hawks. Oh, that's right. I, yeah. I, I, I uh, love that, Uh Trade. I remember going. I love that backcourt there. Dang, I'm looking They're at the roster. They're gonna get a coach fired. I, I still don't know. <laughs> I got. Yeah. Uh, okay, Keldon Johnson. All right, Keldon. Devin Vassell, the vacillator. Uh, Devonte Graham. He was there a bit. I think he played a few games. Trey Jones. Yakapotel. Yakapotel. <laughs> Jeremy Salkin. All right. So Dame Lillard, Luca, Ja. Laurie Markkinen, LeBron James, Anthony Edwards, Giannis, Trey Young, Clay Thompson, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Tyler Hero, Devin Booker, all scored at least 40 points against the Houston Rockets this year. Uh, Lakers rallied from 27 down, beating the Mavs. Biggest rally since a 30-point comeback, also against the Mavs, back in uh, 2002. You know, there's energy in the lineup. That's what I like with what the Lakers did at the trade deadline. Now, you want guys who can play, but you get that new energy there. And uh, here is Darvin Ham, the Laker head coach, on trailing by 27 to Luka. You know, as they were building their lead, but the big thing we kept stressing was just we can't stop competing, we can't stop defending, continue to try to hold them to one possession when we can and get it and play fast, play fast, play downhill. And uh, the guys never got discouraged. You know, they had that look of frustration, but it wasn't a look of uh, defeatedness on their faces. You know, he, he's asking you to play defense there. And having younger guys more willing to play defense there, they, uh, you know, they still have problems shooting a three. <laughs> and, and that's not going to change. They almost have to adopt the philosophy of, we can't shoot the three, we're going to beat you in other ways. But having the energy... Uh, and when you're down 27 and you go, all right, let's just mail it in. Yeah, we're going to pack up. 
But then you start to do something. They're not doing something. And then all of a sudden you get it down under 20. And then you go, okay, if we can get it under 15. All right, we got it down to 13. All right, we have a shot now. Now we have a chance. And that's, that's how it works. You know, it's just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then all of a sudden, doubt starts to creep in with the opposition. Yeah, Marv. The most important question is, is defeatedness a word? Ooh. <laughs> uh, defeated, defeatedness? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. Have you been around Darvin Ham? If he says it, I'm fine with it. Oh, I'd be like, no, 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 absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Paulie. Defeatedness, technically not a word, but you could have a defeatist attitude. Yeah. So you kind of combine them. The best shooter in college basketball is going to join us coming up next. I'm serious. Certain air of defeatiosity around the <laughs> One hour in the books, two more to go. It's Monday, Dan and the Danettes. One more item as we close that hour one. Sleep number is here to help you because every great day starts the night before. There's so many things that sleep number can help you with. Now, they do have this new bed. Climate 360 smart bed. So important, so new, so great that one of the executives from Sleep Number went to our set at the Super Bowl. And she said, you got to get in the Climate 360 smart bed. And I said, who am I to argue? Now's the time. Ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed plus special financing only at Sleep Number stores or you can go to sleepnumber.com slash Patrick, if you sleep too hot or too cold, you're not alone. The Climate 360 smart bed has balancing temperatures. There's nothing else like it. Right now, go in and ask about your sleep number. Mine's 75, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.